0: Hello and welcome to the Ghosts and Folklore podcast. I'm Mark Rees and on each episode I investigate a different, weird and wonderful subject. And on this episode we are going to explore some of the more terrifying fairy folk that lurk in the wilds of Wales. They bridge the gap between our world and the other world, which is populated by all manner of supernatural creatures, and they are the Grageth Anun, or as they have become known in English, the Wives of Hell, or the Wives of the Other World. And that name should give you an idea of what we're dealing with. These are not your Tinkerbell fairies, rather. They are a gang of fearsome, fighting female fairies, more than capable of raising a little hell. Now, the tales on this episode come to us courtesy of one of my favourite folklorists, the American Wirt Sykes, who, in the late 1800s spent some time exploring Wales and recording our folk tales and fairy tales, and he divided the fairy folk of the country into five different categories, and they are number one the Aslan or the elves, number two the Coblanai or the mine fairies, number three the Bubachod or the household fairies, number four the Grageth. Anun, or Fairies of the Lakes and Streams. And number five, the Gwyllion, or the Mountain Fairies. And as regular listeners will know, I have looked at the first three of those on previous episodes. And if you enjoy this episode and you'd like more, please go back and check them out afterwards. But on this episode, we are going to focus on the fourth of those fairies and that is the Grageth annon who as sykes describes are the fairies of the lakes and streams and while that might describe their habitat they do indeed dwell in watery places a better description comes from a more literal translation of the name Grageth annon because the word Grageth is the welsh for Wives, while Annun, A N N W N, is the Otherworld in Welsh mythology. So that means the Gragerd Annun are the wives of the Otherworld. And over time, for many people in such a deeply pious country, the name Annun or Otherworld became a byword for the Christian. Hell And Annun the other world, does indeed share a few similarities with the Christian hell. It is down below, down beneath us, and it's where the bad people go. And as we're talking about language, very quickly before we dive into the stories, but the most common name for the Welsh fairy folk is Tulluith Tig, but they are also known as Plant Annon. And that translates as children of the other world, or children of hell, if you want to be biblical about it, which might explain why people were once more fearful of the fairy folk. It sounds much more menacing, doesn't it? Rather than having fairies at the bottom of your garden, you have the children of hell dancing about. Although, when it comes to the Greg of you probably wouldn't find them at the end of your garden because as Sykes mentioned they do dwell under the water and we are told that they are a little bit like a mermaid although the similarity starts and ends with the fact that they dwell underwater, he goes on to tell us they are not fishy of aspect nor do they dwell in the sea for the Gragith annon their haunt is the lakes and the rivers but especially the wild and lonely lakes upon the mountain heights. So I guess you could say the Gragath-Anun are freshwater mermaids, but without the fishy bits. And they could most commonly be found in the lakes at the top of the mountains. Now, these romantic creatures, as they're described, are surrounded with numberless Superstitions. So there's a lot of old folklore surrounding the Grageth Anun. Some of it might be true, some of it might not be. But there is one thing in particular that the Gragheth Anun are known for. There's a reason why they appear in our world and don't spend all their time down below in Anun. One diabolical purpose. And we are told that in the realm of fairy, they serve as avenues of communication between this world and the lower one of Anun. So you could say the Greg of Anun act as a go-between from our world down to the underworld. They live in this watery middle ground, this watery go-between, sharing information back and for spying on the world above and sending this information via those lonely lakes down to their master who is waiting to hear all the news and gossip from the land of the humans above. And talking about their master, who I can hear you asking is their master? Well, it's certainly not Satan or Lucifer in the biblical sense, but it is a devilish character who some might say has parallels again with the ruler of hell and to quote sykes he tells us the shadowy domain is presided over by gwyn ap king of the fairies and a figure who pops up again and again in welsh mythology and we are told that his subaqueous realm is peopled by those children of mystery termed the plant those children of hell and the belief is current among the inhabitants of the welsh mountains that the gregith annon still occasionally visit this upper world of ours so in the late 19th century People still believed, Sykes tells us, that in the mountains of Wales, the Gregor Anon still appeared and still sent news back down to the other world. And of course, as we will soon discover, they could also raise a little bit of hell at the same time if they so desired. Now, if you wanted to find these, Gregith Annun in person, and why you'd want to do that is beyond me, but if you wanted to, one of the many places in Wales which Sykes describes as a resort of the Elfin Dames is Crumlin Lake, near to what Sykes describes as the quaint village of Britain Ferry. Breton Ferry is in the modern-day Neath Port Talbot, and as I've mentioned before on this podcast, Neath and the Neath Valley, by this point, by the late Victorian age when Sykes had visited, had a reputation for being the fairy capital of Wales. In earlier times, they'd moved around from the mountains in the north to the beauty spots in the west, but by the Victorian age, for whatever reason. Neath was the place to be to see these magical little folk. And if it was the Gragath Annun that you were looking for, by all accounts, it was Crumlin Lake in particular that you could find them. Because we are told it is believed that a large town lies swallowed up there and that the Gragath Annun have turned the submerged walls to use as the superstructure of their fairy palaces so not only could they raise a little hell it sounds like they were pretty good construction workers as well because we are told that deep under the water in britain fairy they found this submerged town like a lost atlantis which they then converted into fairy palaces and used as their headquarters and this didn't go unnoticed by the locals because to continue Some claim, some people in Britain fairy claim to have seen the towers of beautiful castles lifting their battlements beneath the surface of the dark waters. And fairy bells are at times heard ringing from these towers, which sounds like quite a sight and quite a sound to hear. Now, there is an old tale attached to this lake which might explain why it became a hotbed for the Gregev Anun. And it concerns that well known Welshman, St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, who, as everyone knows, hails from the village of. Banwen in Neath Portal, but well, unless he doesn't, that is open to debate, but we can argue about that some other time. For the purposes of this episode, St. Patrick was from Banwen, and it is St. Patrick to blame for the Gregeth Annun in. The water. And before I tell you this tale, I do try my best to make every episode of this podcast as self contained as I can so anyone can just dip into any episode at any time. But I think this episode really does reward long term listeners. And parts of the tale I am about to tell you might feel a little bit familiar from a previous episode, and it goes like this. A long time ago, St. Patrick came over from Ireland on a visit to St. David of Wales just to say, How are you in Welsh? So, to start with, St. Patrick is clearly a Welsh language speaker. And as they were strolling by this lake, conversing on religious topics in a friendly manner, some Welsh people who had ascertained that it was St. Patrick, and being angry at him for leaving Cambria, began to abuse him in the Welsh language, his native tongue. So St. Patrick is back on Welsh soil to visit St. David. They're having a nice walk when some of the locals in Britain Ferry decide to abuse him in the Welsh language. And of course we are told such an insult... Could not go unpunished, and St. Patrick caused his vilifiers to be transformed into fishes. But some of them, being females, were converted into fairies instead. It is also related that the sun, on account of this, insolence to so holy a man never shed its life-giving rays upon the dark waters of this picturesque lake except during one week of the year so to recap there are no fairies in this lake because saint patrick turned the local men into fishes but the local women into fairies for swearing at him in the welsh language now a similar legend has been attached to many watery places in wales i've mentioned llingwin lake before where the men were turned into fish but the women or woman there was only one woman in attendance she became a ghostly white Lady, and another lake with a version of this legend attached to it is Lynn Barvog, the bearded lake near Aberdavi And if you'd like to hear the full version of this tale, that was on episode 47. But just to recap quickly, it was there that the Gragev Anun would often be seen by the lake and the surrounding mountains with some of their animals. And one of their cows took a fancy to the local herd and one day the farmer discovered that he'd inherited a magical cow. This cow had gone to join the other cows in the field. He was now locked in as one of the farmers and as a result the farmer became incredibly wealthy practically overnight because this cow produced the most amazing milk and cheese and dairy products in the land. But the cow also became incredibly large, incredibly meaty, shall we say. And, getting too greedy for his own good, the farmer decided to have the cow slaughtered to sell its magical beef. And it was only at the last minute, with the executioner's axe raised high to the sky, that the Grageth anunn appeared to save the cow's life and they enacted a terrible revenge on the farmer and if you want all the gory details again be sure to check out episode 47 afterwards now another tale relating to the gregev anun which is also retold and recycled across the land involves a magical passageway which ties in nicely with the idea that they'd act as a gateway to the other world and it goes like this in other days before the Cymru had become reconciled to their Saxon foe on every new year's morning a door was found open in a rock hard by the lake those mortals who had the curiosity and the resolution to enter this door were conducted by a secret passage to a small island in the middle of the lake here they found a most enchanting garden stored with the choicest fruits and flowers and inhabited by you guessed it the Grageth anun the Grageth anun whose beauty could be equaled only by the courtesy and affability which they exhibited to those who pleased them so so far so good this door opens once a year and if you're curious enough to go through it you will have a great new year's party with the greg of annan in the middle of the lake not only are they beautiful but they know how to treat their guests they are the hostesses with the mostesses but to return to the tale they gathered Fruit and flowers for each of their guests. They entertained them with the most exquisite music. They disclosed to them many secrets of the future and invited them to stay as long as they liked. But, said they, this island is secret and nothing of its produce must be carried away. The warning being heeded all went away. So the rules are pretty straightforward. Don't steal anything, but otherwise enjoy yourself, which I think is quite reasonable and it's how most of us would like to be treated. Yes, you can come to my house for a New Year's party, but, you know, don't steal anything. And it all went well until one day, you guessed it again, one day there appeared among the visitors... A wicked Welshman, who, thinking to derive some magical aid, pocketed a flower with which he had been presented and was about to leave the garden with his prize. But the theft boded him no good. As soon as he touched unhallowed ground, the flower vanished and he lost his senses. However, of this abuse of their hospitality, the Gragiv Anun took no notice at the time. They dismissed their guests with their accustomed courtesy, and the door was closed as usual. So it would appear that that one man who disobeyed has been Punished. he's lost his senses but the others were allowed to enjoy what time remained and then returned to Wales but the Gregith Annun's resentment was bitter for though the fairies of the lake and their enchanted garden undoubtedly occupy the spot to this day the door which led to the island has never been reopened. So the Gregith Annun are still there in the lake, partying and having a good time. But we, mere mortals, are no longer welcome to join them. And as mentioned, this particular tale has been reused and recycled a few times all over Wales. I think the most famous version takes place on May Day, rather than New Year's Day in the shadow of Penavan. But that as they say, is a story for another day. Because before I wrap things up, there is a rather important piece of information that I need to give you. Because Sykes tells us that it is believed that there are several old Welsh families who are the descendants of the Gragath Annun, as in the case of the Madagon Madhwy. So that means there is a pretty good chance that somebody listening to this podcast, wherever you are in the world, if you know that you're of Welsh descent, then you might also be a descendant of the Krag Annon. You could have their blood flowing in your veins. And how would you know? Well, maybe if you find yourself unnaturally drawn towards the water, maybe at all times of day and night, whatever the season, then maybe that's a sign that there's something magical about you. And on that note, if you think you might indeed have some of these magical powers, please let me know. It's always lovely to hear from people and you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram instagram and if you've enjoyed this episode and you don't want to miss any of the future episodes please consider hitting the subscribe button if you've really enjoyed this episode you can now support me and the podcast by treating me to a coffee via my website Or you could just leave a quick, nice review or give it a thumbs up or five stars or whatever the option is on whatever platform you are consuming this on. And finally, for more weird and wonderful tales, as well as a podcast, I've also written a number of books on similar subjects, which are available from all good bookshops offline and on. All of which just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening and varian am Rando. I've been Mark Rhys. This has been my Ghosts and Folklore podcast, Beaming to You from Wales to the World. Until next time, Nostar.